0: I don't really want to work out, I work out. There's got to be those days you push through, and they're, they're probably going to be more numerous than the days you don't. Discipline equals freedom, and the more discipline you have as a human, the more freedom you're going to have. Welcome along. Welcome, welcome back to the Jones Fitness Podcast. How are we doing? Hello, everybody. Yeah, here we go. So, guys. Oh, there she is. Yeah, straight in. Straight in. <laughs> Third voice. This <laughs> person. So, again, once again, we've got a, uh, a very special guest on the Jones Fitness podcast again today. We are uh, joined by Miss Claire Hill. Welcome to the Jones Fitness podcast.
1: Hello, everybody. Yes, it's nice to be here at last. I know I tried to be here previously, but unfortunately wasn't able to. So, it's nice we to join We actually you. had your
2: colleague on, didn't we?
1: Yeah, you had Kate on, who's our men's champion in the service
2: yeah so do you want to explain a little bit what you do
0: then Claire yeah introduce introduce yourself to our listeners who may not know who you are
1: okay so I'm Claire Hill I'm uh, trained as a CBT therapist and I am the one of the deputy clinical leads of the Bedfordshire Wellbeing Service um, which is the local improving access to psychological therapy service so we provide um, psychological support to those um, who have mild to moderate anxiety and depression symptoms um, and we provide psychological therapy.
2: Awesome. So how, how long have you been doing that for then Claire?
1: Um, I qualified as a CBT therapist back in 2013 and I joined the service then when I qualified. So that's coming up for seven years this month, actually. Um, so, yeah, I've been been doing it for a little while now. Um, prior to that, I was working in the community mental health team in Bedfordshire as a support time and recovery worker. Um, and then I did my training at the end of my time there. So I was there for oh, good nine years I was working in the community mental health team. So I've got quite an extensive mental health background. Um,
2: so was so it something that you always wanted to get into, or um, was this later on in life? Or
1: <clears throat> So yeah, I mean, I guess I started to have an interest in mental health when I was in high school actually, um, which is quite a while ago now. Um, and. I, j- I looked into the career of psychologist and um, so I went off to uni, did my um, Bachelor of Science in Psychology um, at the University of Leicester and um, after I finished there I was, re- I was still interested in psychology and mental health and knew a bit more about it. Um, so I then spent a year working for Headway in Bedfordshire which is um, a head injuries charity and then after that, I then joined the NHS in Bedfordshire. And then that's kind of kick-started my mental health career from there, really.
2: Nice. That's that's good, good to get a little brief on uh, how you got into it. Um, so, well, let's, let's just start off and see how are you coping at the moment with all of this?
1: a bizarre time isn't it and it's nothing that I think anyone's ever experienced before Um, I think I very quickly have had to get to grips with lots of different um, ways of interacting with people so within our service we use WebEx I've also been using Zoom I've also been using Teams Microsoft Teams and now this so um, I think you just quickly have to adapt to the situation which is tiring i've i've been i'm not i'm not as exhausted now but i remember in the first few weeks of lockdown i was just really exhausted in just all the thinking about how do we now do things how do we support the people that we work with how do we support each other and then also on a personal level you know how do i keep interactions with my friends and family and and keep all of that and just to have that downtime as well and i think um Now we're a bit more through it, I feel like um, my exhaustion has lifted but I guess Mm. you're, I guess like everybody there's lots of anxiety, you know, what does the future hold? Everything's uncertain and with uncertainty comes anxiety Um, and I guess that's kind of, you know, we, I think it's important to say that we all experience anxiety, you know, even therapists we experience anxiety too and um, it's just about remembering that it's it's okay to feel that anxiety at the minute it's um, because of the situation because of not knowing you know am i going to catch this this horrible illness um how's that going to impact me and my family and and all of those kinds of things so yeah so it's it's interesting times Um, it's exhausting times and it's anxiety Mm. producing times as well
2: really yeah I mean you mentioned there at the beginning about um, the technology and Mm. obviously that's going to help a lot of people and it's helped us and Nick's been working hard at getting all Zoom Zoom set up and this clean feed um if it wasn't for this technology, I think we'd be in an even worse situation.
0: Yeah, what would what would we be doing if we didn't have all of like FaceTime and things like that? What do you think we would be doing? Do
2: you, maybe more of the rules would be broken, and the you know there would be more deaths. I don't, you know, that's obviously just speculation, mm. but uh, I, I would guess people would break the rules a lot more because you know we're we're lucky that we've got this. Yeah, and we can use these technologies
0: yeah definitely because how have your so some of the people that you work with and stuff like that how have how have they been sort of coping with the the pivot and the change from potentially not seeing people face to face and having to rely more on technology have you found there's been a like has it been a challenge for the people that you help as well
1: yeah so i mean obviously some people aren't as equipped to use technology so we do have people unfortunately haven't been able to make use of like webex and those kinds of video um Mm. video services but we have we do obviously use telephone as well if if we need to but unfortunately for some people that's not helpful for them in their situation um so it's I mean, I think some people have really adapted well. Lots of people are really understanding. Obviously, they understand this is a, a worldwide issue, and and they're um, kind of really helping the therapists to to kind of work in this different way and being very receptive to it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's difficult. We as therapists, we've all had to think about how we adapt the therapy that we offer, looking at. Um, the techniques that we use and adapting those as well and and kind of yeah and very quickly as well I mean there was very little um notice to do all of this but we're it's all and it's all still a work in progress we're still constantly learning 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 and making it better yeah absolutely and constantly asking for that feedback as well because it's so vital that we get that so that we can continue to improve the service for people
2: do you think you'll be using these technologies going forward more
1: I think it will definitely be an option going forward, um, mm. and it, I think, you know, there are positives to it. I mean, it's very easy, I guess, to look at the negative side of things, isn't it? But the, there are positives to it as well. So, you know, those who do find it difficult to come into appointments, you know, this is a really good way of us mm. being able to target yeah. those people. And also, we're also running groups and things um, in this way as well. So, again, you know, some people may find it easier to access a web group rather than coming into service and having a face-to-face group. So I think there is a place for it. Um, I don't think it's going to completely replace the face-to-face mode of therapy at all. Um, But I think it's about us learning how we can use it and how...
2: Um, helpful, it can be to certain people going forward. Yeah, definitely. Do you, so, obviously, I mean, how long have we been in lockdown now? This is the start. Is this the start of week eight? Yeah, I think it's the start so of week eight long... for us. So, so are you seeing, you know, more cases or more people trying to get in touch with you while this is going on? You know, I've, I read something about um, domestic abuse cases going up, uh, but you know, for your um, sector is there is there more people getting in contact or is it about the same or or less
1: unfortunately it's less at the minute and I think there are few reasons hmm. for that because I've been thinking about it and thinking you know how do we make sure that it's
2: our... funny it's funny sorry to interrupt but it's it's funny you say unfortunately there's less I mean
1: yeah, I guess so. I get the, my concern. Yeah. yeah, it's good in a way. Obviously, it's good if people yeah. don't need the service, but my concern is always They do need it and there, they're not getting in contact. The yeah. yeah, absolutely. And that's so yeah, if it if it's because people don't need the service, then obviously that's great. That's great news. But on the other hand, I always think there may be people out there that we're not reaching or that uh, are somehow not able to access the service. And there are several reasons for that. You mentioned domestic violence, for example, and obviously, if you're stuck, if you're stuck at home with that person, then it's really difficult yeah, to reach yeah. out and get support. Um, because obviously, you, I presume that some people may not be able to make those calls and have those conversations if someone's around. Um, mm. and also, if it's just to you know, if, if
2: someone is in that situation, Claire. Um. Yeah while we're on it, is there somewhere somehow they could do it discreetly?
1: Um, I mean, we are looking at, as lockdown eases, I think we, as a service, we're looking at possibly um, creating some safe spaces for people to access the service. Um, but it's mm. not something we're able to do right now. But obviously, okay. I don't know where you've heard about, like, boots and certain places have um set up a scheme where people can go in and uh, say a certain phrase and they and that will indicate that they need some support um Mm -hmm. so there are um there are systems out there to support people in that that particular uh, situation um Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's something we are thinking about as a service as well, because several of us are concerned about that. Obviously, we, you know, it's it's a terrible situation for people to be in, um, and it, it would just be unfortunate to not be able to offer support. Um, but yeah, so it's something I can always update on um, should things change. Um Yeah.
0: I think it's hard being in our kind of professions where we do look after people's health whether it's physical health or mental health and you can't you can't help but worry about people it's just something that it's just something that I guess is ingrained in us and it's why we do the jobs that we do and you can't help but spend time worrying about oh is so and so being able to keep active and therefore able to keep on top of their mental health and and things like that, and it is just, you just hope that, you know, people start, you know, we always get excited now when we do our, like, online sessions, when when new faces pop up onto them, and you think, yes, we're on week eight, and there's new people now joining us, and you think mm. they're going to be getting some some goodness, so I, I, I understand where Claire's sort of coming from on the thing of, like, it's unfortunate that, you know, the numbers have gone down in terms of people are getting in contact and stuff like that, because that's just part of our, that's part of our nature, isn't it, as of what we do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think because I also think that, you know, I know that this situation is creating anxiety for me. So for someone who yeah. has has difficulty with anxiety as an ongoing difficulty, mm-hmm. then I can only imagine this is possibly impacting as well. And I think yeah. my, a lot of feedback that we have had is that people are, some people have said that they kind of feel well, you know, actually this has put my anxiety into a bit of context and maybe it's not as bad as I thought it was. Mm, Um, That's interesting, wow. Or also that um, some people have said, you know, there are people out there who need this more than me. And I just think, to me, that gives me a bit of a heart sink of thinking, well, actually, no, we still can help people. And, you know, if, if there is a need, then we're here to support people with that. So... I wouldn't want anybody thinking that their problems aren't important enough for our service to, to support them. Mm. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's yeah. where my concern comes in, is that some people are either thinking, well, do you know what, yeah, I'm anxious, or I feel depressed, but... Actually, there are people out there who are worse than me, so I'm not going to. In a, in the in service. a
2: similar way, I guess, to people um, not going to the GPs because they're yeah. you know worried that other people should be going, yeah. and it should be reserved for coronavirus symptoms only. Yeah, yeah I'll, absolutely, I'll that.
1: and that, yeah, and that kind of does take over in people's minds, doesn't it? That, I mean, you've seen that across. I've seen reports across physical health conditions as well. You know people not accessing support uh, with stroke symptoms or heart Mm -hmm. attack symptoms, you know. And and then, unfortunately, that has a very big knock-on effect. Um, So, I think, yeah, I think that, that causes me concern, really, is that people are thinking there are people worse off than me when actually we could be supporting them.
2: I guess, as a nation, everyone's anxiety is heightened just because there's just... Un- uncertainty brings anxiety doesn't it so um it does for me anyway um and none of us really know what's what's happening and and that just leads to more thoughts of you know where where am I going to end up where are my family going to end up my friends you know us as a as a nation and as a world where, where are we all going to be in six months time and how's it going to look we don't know so um you know, it's natural that I guess people are going to be worrying.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And our service actually has developed a COVID 19 treatment um, part of the service. So we are offering um, webinars. So we have got two webinars currently running one which is um, kind of around COVID 19, and the other one is around. Um, living in lockdown and dealing with um, how to um, deal with living in lockdown, and, and some, so they both give tips as to how to, to deal with the current situation. But as well as that, we've got specific programs as well. So we've got our psychological wellbeing practitioners um, who offer um, what we call Silver Cloud, which is an online um, self-help guide materials um, and that has a specific um, COVID-19 modules that can be added into treatment and as well as that we've also got our psychological wellbeing practitioners have a self-guided self-help guide that they can guide people through which again gives specific ways. Um, it's just adapting the material that we used in order to, to help people with the COVID-19 situation. So as well as the work that we usually do, um, we've also got those options to give people kind of that more um, specific
0: guidance in using the covid-19 um, so so is there so when you say about specific covid-19 has this brought up like different things then from like the general or the other or the advice that you would normally give like what differs between someone suffering with anxiety during this as opposed to someone who potentially suffers with it before is there is there different things that you would advise to people
1: I mean, I guess a lot of it is adapting the techniques that we would normally use. So, for example, some of the techniques that we use, for example, we've got exposure therapy. Well, exposure therapy means exposing yourself to anxiety in a graded way, so it's graded exposure. So if someone's anxiety is around going out, for example, or um, kind of go into specific social situations, then we're not able to do that obviously at the minute so Mm -hmm. it's about thinking about adapting those therapies so that we can best support people or making sure that they've got the correct guidance so that when lockdown finishes they know the steps to take um or also thinking around what we call behavioral activation so that's a technique where we look at motivating people to um start doing activity because we see that if someone's depressed for example that quite often they stop doing the things that they enjoy or stop doing certain activities. So by starting to do things again, that actually improves their mood. So in doing behavioural activation, some things that you might enjoy, again, may be social things or things that unfortunately we're unable to do at the minute. So it's then again about adapting and thinking about what things can we do under lockdown. So a lot of the information is around that some of the information in the covid stuff is also thinking about you know i I guess when we've got uncertainty we all look for answers and we know that there aren't those specific answers that we're looking for but we will be looking through news articles we'll google things we'll constantly be seeking reassurance seeking those answers and so the covid um information talks about making sure that you limit how much of that you do a day, for example, rather than spending all day looking on things and possibly yeah. getting negative yeah. stories, actually limiting yeah. how much time you spend on that, and also looking at what sources you're getting information from, making sure that it's legitimate sources and that it's not just some random article that doesn't actually have like the fake news. <laughs> yeah, it's not I Mary on it's not about.
0: Mary on Facebook going spouting off on. <laughs> Yeah. Something. so would you is there is there like guidelines that you'd give them would you do you give or is it different per person like do you say 20 minutes a day looking at covid articles and things like that from reputable sources or is it is it different per person really yeah i
1: mean it can be different per person um we would the if Um, if you work with one of our psychological well-being practitioners they would look at that with you and look at when to do that for example, what time of day and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. Um, so they would put a plan together with someone in order to make sure that they were doing it at
0: an appropriate uh, time for them
1: yeah, absolutely
0: yeah. because yeah, you don't want to start doing that at one o'clock in the morning. Otherwise, you end up getting you get deep, deep into something at three o'clock in the morning and suddenly be an expert in some potentially some <laughs> fake news.
1: Yeah, yeah. Claire, are you are again, you worried? Okay. Sorry, Sorry I was going to say, worried?
2: are you worried when when all of this is over? I, I presume you've done a lot of work with people that you know may find it difficult to go out in society anyway and whether that's you know bars restaurants or you know even gyms um and are you are you worried these people are going to sort of regress in their progression
1: i guess at the minute what we're thinking is as a service we'll probably start so obviously in the certain in the situation at the minute everyone's on lockdown so like you said people have said to us well actually I'm okay because I don't have to face that situation at the minute. Right. So people have, you know, people have said that and that's some of the feedback we've had is that actually at the minute I don't have to go to work, which is a stressful situation, or I don't have Mm. to go to a family gathering or, or a party or whatever the situation may be. So obviously that then with it comes a reduction in the anxiety, so they're not feeling that anxiety. But I think, like you say, once lockdown um, is relaxed and people are going back into work, going back into these situations, I think that we probably will see more referrals coming into the service because people are then having to kind of um, face these situations again. Um, yeah. And And so, yeah, I mean, I think that is a real possibility that people will then... or or people who maybe haven't experienced that before i mean if you think about it like i think about me returning to work and even that i'm like i feel anxious thinking is it going to be safe am Mm -hmm. i still going to get it as far as not disappeared it's still there like there are new anxieties on there that we haven't faced before so i guess some of those may come in as well you know are my employers taking this seriously are they putting those safeguards in place to make sure that I'm not going to get ill um, and all of those kinds of things. So it, it throws up new anxieties that people probably haven't had before. Um, mm. So, yeah, so I, I can see anxiety possibly will increase for people um, as we move forward in the situation, as things change and as things relax. I mean, people, some, I've seen some people on Facebook and they're like, oh, you know, I really want to get, I really want to see my friends again. But at the same time, I'm th- in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, but this illness hasn't gone away yet. Like, it's yeah. still there, it's still active, people are still going to get it, it's still going to spread. Yeah, and we're so- in
2: lockdown for a reason, aren't we? Yeah,
1: uh, absolutely, so. absolutely. So, you know, yeah, it just kind of may throw up new anxieties, I guess.
2: Yeah, I'm, 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 of course, I'm the same. I miss doing all those things and, you know, even being with the people at work and my colleagues, and as much as it's great to catch up using technology, it's still not the same. Um, so yeah, I, I get why we're all anxious about that and wanting to get back in, but um, the lockdown's there for a reason, and you know we've all got to respect that. Um, you mentioned those two webinars, which sounds sound great, the, the COVID-19 specific one, and then the living in lockdown one is there any sort of um, top five tips that you've got for living in lockdown that you can share now?
1: Um, oh, that's put me on the Or topic. even top one, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my, uh, this is just personally, I haven't, unfortunately, I haven't done, I haven't set up the webinars, so I'm not able to say what exactly what their tips are. But I guess my thing is trying to reduce the time that you worry um, or time that you think about it try to do other things try and keep yourself active as much as possible um, and also making sure that the information you get is from kind of trusted sources um, those are kind of my way. and also to look for the positive in things so mm-hmm. like I say I know I very quickly will go to negative thinking um, but look for the positives Um I'll give an example. It was my daughter's birthday in the middle of April, and I was thinking, "Oh, this is really hard, um really difficult time to have a birthday as a child, but then actually, it allowed us to include relatives from Northern Ireland who wouldn't normally be there because they're in a different part of the world so um but they were able to join in in the web chat and or the live video calls, so you know that that was a positive for me that was really good um that we could do that so it's about looking for those positives um yeah even when you know there will be negatives but also seeking out those positives and thinking how can we learn from this moving forward i think it's important
2: nick did you do you have anything that you're using to you know lift your spirits at the moment
0: yeah i mean i i I'm I'm um, probably frustratingly competitive um, with like both myself and other people, um, but so I'm just kind of using that at the moment. So uh, one of my biggest things that I love is obviously fitness. So. I'm just continuing to set new sort of fitness-based challenges that I can like get into. Thought in you were going pretty, to say world one, records. Well, yeah, one, <laughs> one day maybe. Um, but yeah, but just things that I can I can you know progress myself and invest some positive time, energy, uh, and things like that into, and things that I've got control over as well. Um, you know like so for instance at the moment my target i want to run sub 1930 for a 5k that's the that's the goal and that's what i'm working on so that for me that's giving me some some positive you know things to think about each week and how am i going to do it and you know just keep chipping away really it's
2: it, it's funny actually like I do, I do think having a goal in anything does does help and yeah. if you're working towards something and it doesn't need to be fitness related. It could no. be painting your fence in your yeah. garden or wherever it may be, or baking a cake. And I think achieving things yeah. um, lifts the spirit, doesn't it? Definitely. And you know, and if your spirits lifted, you're going to be less worried about stuff. You know, it's it's very hard to laugh at something and be miserable at the same time. So. Um, yeah, I, I I totally get goal setting and, and for me I've I've been sanding my deck in. That's been a little goal that I've had and I've done it and I've completed and I feel good about it. Feel good, it. good so, for it, yeah. Um yeah, so I'm moving on to the next thing. <clears throat> so there you go, people, go and sand your deck in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely achieve, achieving goals is uh is definitely is definitely a big thing. Um, like you say, whatever in whatever capacity. That is. And I think Reese shared something quite early on as well. And he said, even if your goals are really small, like as it, things as simple as like, I made the bed today or whatever it is, you know, oh, yeah. things like that, that just get you on the right path to kind of get going again with things.
2: I, um, I love a to-do list and I don't know if there's any science behind this, Claire, but um, writing stuff down and ticking off just makes me feel so good. So um and that yeah but i probably wouldn't put a to-do list make your bed because that's you know that's going to be the same as brush your teeth but you know who knows if it makes you feel good you can put it Mm. put it on and tick it off but um for for me even i don't know could be drinking two liters of water a day or reading two pages of a book or you know meditating for five minutes any of the above could work so Have you done any work with to-do lists, Claire? Uh, Is there any science behind it?
1: Well, as part of our, um, as part of depression work, people who have depression, we look at what we call behavioural activation, which is very similar to that. So it's looking at setting yourself targets of things to do. And, I mean, you said, oh, I probably wouldn't put, like, I don't know, brushing your teeth or something on there. But for some people, that's actually... A real achievement if they're really low in mood and in a really difficult place. Sometimes just getting out of bed in the morning can be something, um, to put on there as a, mm. as something to do. And we always say that by writing it down and planning it ahead actually makes you more likely to do it rather than saying, "Oh yeah, I'll do these at some point this week." It's very unlikely to get done. But if you actually schedule things in and plan things ahead. And then once you achieve them, you get that sense of achievement, which is a very positive sense of, um, a positive mood to have. So, um, so yeah, absolutely. We, that's something that we incorporate within our treatment is to plan things, schedule things, and, um, and then get that sense of achievement when you've done it.
0: Claire, what happens, what happens if you don't achieve it? So oh, good we, question. Do you know, like, well, we, what happens yeah. in that, in that case?
1: so it would be to look at to reflect on it and think about well what was it that meant that i didn't achieve it Mm. so was it an unrealistic goal to start with did i need to make it into a smaller goal um was there something that happened that led me to not being able to do it what you know what were the what what was it that led me not to do that
0: so it's almost, it's a, it's attributing the the potential failure to a root cause as opposed to where I guess a lot of people, you know, they if they don't think about why they didn't do it, they just think about the fact they didn't do it. They would typically blame themselves. Is that a fair, mm. fair thing? So then they feel down on themselves because they're like, oh, I'm rubbish or whatever it is, as opposed to looking at the root cause
1: yeah absolutely it's about i guess it's about reflecting seeing it as a as an opportunity to reflect and mm. learn rather than uh, to self-criticize and to say oh you know i'm rubbish i can't even do that or whatever it is that people go to as mm. their way of thinking but actually think okay what can i learn from this how can i move forward from it yeah um, rather than dwelling on it and and keep thinking about that and,
0: yeah go in that negative cycle so is that is that what's that because i'm I, I while we've been kind of off and stuff like mental toughness and mental resilience is something that i've like started to become somewhat interested in what is that something that can is that mental resilience that you're talking about there so you know like coming back from potential failure to then getting back to pre-failure state is that mental resilience is that you know there's different things for different people but would that start to build
1: that yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's about changing your self-talk, isn't it, and and changing um your perspective on things. So yeah, absolutely, it'd be the start of um making improving your mental resilience. resilience.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's fascinating. I was I was thinking the other day. So at the risk of just talking about talking about me, but self-talk. You mentioned self-talk there. Like it's so it's so powerful and it's so powerful at the moment. Like I I ran I was running five k on Sunday and um, yesterday. God it felt it's really weird and the days all kind of blur into one. And you don't know whether you're coming or going. But so I on it was it was going really well. I was ahead of schedule and in the fourth kilometer. I felt like someone had hit me in the leg with a baseball bat. Like, I just went to to pot and looked down at the time for that kilometre. And I, I was, again, I was about 15 seconds off pace. And I was telling myself that, that, oh, this is it. It's done. The opportunity today is gone. But then... The final kilometre i decided to be like you gotta be positive about this and i ended up running on, yeah i ended up running 30 seconds for the next kilometre faster so i went from four fifteen to three forty-five. so the self-talk told me that i couldn't do it and actually then in the next kilometre i went and proved that not only could i do it but i could run 30 seconds faster so and it that was it all had from a
2: physiological me. effect yeah. on your. Performance. Oh my it's god! Amazing, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: which is huge. So you think, what, Claire? Are there things that people can be sort of telling themselves and talking to themselves at the moment that would help them? That would help them through this through this period, or is that too vague?
1: I guess it's for everyone. It's going to be different, isn't it? Everyone's situation is different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one thing that springs to mind is I've seen a lot of um parents who are having to educate their children at home which, you know, obviously they're not trained to do and situations like that, you know, or just just reflecting on that, you know, lots of people put positive things on Facebook and social media and places mm. and you know, and they say, Oh, look at this, isn't this wonderful that I've what I've done? But just remember that they also have negative times, but they're not sharing those because nobody's going to share that. So
0: just no, remember
1: right. that I guess what I always come back to is we are all human. It's okay to have an off day. It's okay to to kind of not feel so good, but actually let's let's see that as this is temporary. I guess that's what I tell myself through mm. a lot of situations is This is temporary. This emotion and feeling, this is temporary. It will change. And I guess that's the same with the COVID situation. You know, hopefully it is temporary and and things are going to change. Um, Things may not be the same as they were before, but things will change. And we've got to hold on to that really Um, and keep, keep, keep reminding ourselves that everything is temporary. Everything changes.
2: Um, and 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 there's no for me personally i always think there's no point spending too much energy on things that i can't change so you know if i'm not gonna lay um awake at night worrying so much about covid of course i'm concerned about and of course i do think about it but um i can't do anything to change the scenario that we're all going through so um you know i can I can do bits around it in, a, in in my life to help my friends and family and loved ones but um, as a broader sense you know i can't really do anything so um i don't want to waste any energy and bring mm. myself down for the, the for the sake of doing it if that makes sense yeah
0: claire on that then is there are there things that people could be doing to help them not worry about the things they can't control are there any techniques that if people are struggling to and to get away from the fact that you know i can't control this but i'm going to invest lots of worry into it is there are there things that people could be doing at home to help combat that
1: so one thing maybe to write down what the worries are to get them because sometimes um sometimes people find that they've got a particular worry that just keeps going round and round in their head and sometimes just being able to get that out whether it's talk to someone about it or write it down on a piece of paper, but getting that thought out of our mind so that we can then focus on other things. Mm -hmm. And that's what I would say as well is um, to try and keep ourselves active, keep doing things, um, just helps take our mind off those worries that we're experiencing. Mm -hmm. so those are, those are kind of the things I would say. Write it down, or talk about it through. Talk through it with someone, or keeping you and keeping yourself busy and keeping yourself active, um, and focusing on other things, and staying away. You know, actively switching off from social media, switching off from googling things. Like trying not to do those things. Um, just to, obviously, like once a day maybe check in and just make sure you're up to date if you feel you need to but just not some people spend hours and hours on there don't they so Mm. just try and to distance yourself from those kinds of things make connections with those that you know as well you know do call people um, keep in touch with people things like that
2: I've had arguments with my parents before and this is prior to COVID, but going around there, you know, they'd always be watching the news and, you know, they'd always say, oh, it's really important that you keep up to date with everything. And, and I, 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 I understand that, but it's obviously the news is all about negativity usually. So it brings me down and, and of course we've got to keep up to date, especially at the moment um, with COVID, but, I don't want to just fill my life with negativity and watch the news in the morning, watch the news in the evening and and probably think about it before I go to bed. That's probably the worst thing you do. Mm. And um, when all this came out, I saw something with um, Dame Judi Dench and she said something about laughter being so important at this time. And And I think that's great. What a great piece of advice. Go and watch some comedies, watch some silly things, watch some stand-up um, comedians do their thing. And just get a smile to your face because it'll make you feel better.
1: Absolutely, and I think like what I do is I limit myself to just checking in with the government updates. I'm like, what else do I need to know about really, other than what the government are telling us? I guess. Um, so that's that's what I base a lot of my my time in looking at what's happening is actually just checking out with what the government have said and then just leaving it at that. Like I don't need to spend hours and hours looking at every story about COVID
2: nineteen. Um, well their first piece of advice was um stay aware, isn't it? Is it stay aware?
0: Yeah. Well at the moment it's stay alert, isn't it? Yeah. The, the new alert one. sorry. Oh, stay, stay alert.
2: alert. Yeah. Mm. There you go. So maybe you need to watch it a bit more, Claire, I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Claire, I don't know if yeah. I don't know if you can expand on this. I don't know if you're in a position where you can, but do you th- do you think last night's message ha- will make some of your clients more worried? Because, you know a lot of people have said it wasn't that clear and things like that does that do will you get people coming speaking to you now being more worried about it?
1: Yeah I mean potentially um like I say, having unclear messages if people feel that information is unclear then that's not going to help because that adds more uncertainty and as we've said, uncertainty leads to anxiety. Mm. Um, and also, you know, there was talk within there about, I mean, like I said, it, start, it looks like they're looking at planning on gradually relaxing the um, lockdown. So again, that's going to bring with it anxiety about, oh, what does this mean? Does this mean I have to go back to work? Right. And what's that going to look like? And and how's that going to go and all of those kinds of things so it's going to raise some anxieties for people isn't it by not knowing what what, what it's
0: you... going to mean for them
1: yeah yeah absolutely
2: yeah. Um. I guess we're in that situation as a business as well because you know we don't know when we can open our doors again but no. um, obviously you can argue that the message last night was a little bit unclear but you know, the whole situation's unclear anyway and and they don't know themselves, I would think, exactly how it's all going to go. And we don't, you know, they keep saying they're going to be led by the science and the, the R factor or whatever it is. So that's going to lead us out of the lockdown. But I, I guess as a business owner, I'm just thinking it is what it is and we'll be directed by the government and we'll do what we can when mm-hmm. we can. And that's as much as we can hope for at the moment.
1: I mean, it's, it's got huge implications for, for financially as well, hasn't it, with the, yeah. and the the global markets and all of those things that I don't really understand, to be <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, they, they keep saying there's, there's lots of impact on the economy and things as well, isn't there? So it's, yeah, it's difficult. I saw, I
2: saw an interview with... Um someone uh i don't know if he owned a theater or um it was it was something to do with the west end anyway yeah. and they were saying that obviously they're they're a sector that's been hit probably the hardest and will um be continue to be hit going forward because if they do allow the theaters and cinemas to open well you're not going to be able to sit next to someone that's not in your family and you know, his argument was well you know, we we rely on the, the, the theatres to be completely full for us to make any money. So if they can only, you know, fill it up to 50% capacity, are they going to have to double the prices of everything? And would that mean people won't go anyway? So it's just going to have a whole host of implications on so many different sectors. And, and the truth of the matter is none of us know the answer to, mm. to how it's going to pan out. No.
1: But. And we look to our, you know, we look to government and scientists, and they don't know the answers either. Which then fills no, right. you with more anxiety because you're like, yeah. if they don't know the answers. Then where do we go? Like, what happens? So, yeah, it's it's a difficult time, I think, for for everyone involved, really. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So. Um, Claire, where where are the best places to, to find some information um about the things you do and uh everything through central beds?
1: So um our the best um advice for uh, to find information from our service is to go to our website which is Bedfordshire Wellbeing Service dot uk um and um and that will have all of our information on there. People can self-refer through there as well. Um, and you can also express an interest in the webinars. So you don't have to completely come within the service to do the webinar. We can set that up through the website. Brilliant. Um, so, yeah. So you can go on our website to find out all the information, all the COVID-19 um, response information and also what we generally offer um and like I say you can self refer through that website um
2: yeah. so obviously um you guys doing an awesome job I'm I'm sure you do um are there any other places that people can look at so I don't know the samaritans or or yeah. or something along those lines is there any other recommendations that you have
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I would still follow the advice that we would give people. So um, you can access the Samaritans um, in various different ways. Um, So I would advise people to contact the Samaritans if they feel they want to have some space to talk through anything. Um, And also the 111 service is now linked in to mental health support as well so don't forget that you can use the 111 service for mental health support it's not just physical health issues oh wow Um, so also make use of that obviously if there is an emergency situation then I would still advise someone to attend the accident emergency department um, where there is a mental health team available for support if it's an emergency situation so if someone is experiencing some very difficult um, suicidal thoughts or thoughts to harm themselves or um, any other severe concerns that they may have.
2: What would you say to someone that's, you know, thought about calling into to one of these uh, places that you've mentioned but have felt embarrassed about it or, you know, that they might be wasting your time?
1: I would say that there's nothing that we haven't heard before, um, for one mm-hmm. thing. Um, we we This is our job. Um, that we do this because we care about people and so I would always say please make use of any of these services if you feel you need them, um, that's what we're here for, that's what we want to do. Um, never feel embarrassed or that it's not the right support. Um, it's you know it's there for anyone to make use of um and it's there for a reason so please do use it um yeah that would be what i'd say
2: i think that's a nice way to to end us off there yeah definitely definitely that's, that's good what's everyone doing for the rest of the day claire what are you doing
1: Lots of meetings. Oh, the same. Well,
2: or ho- hopefully helping change people's lives. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. what I am to do. That's why I do my job. Yeah.
2: Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. exactly. Yeah, and what a gift.
0: Uh, and Nick, what about yourself? Um, you to be honest, today today is going to be spent more on the computer, um, uh, replying and creating some content. And I've got some videos to edit and upload onto YouTube and things like that to keep supporting our members. And what and what about Lovely. you? What's on the uh, What's on the agenda?
2: Well, it's definitely not sunbathing because it's um, <laughs> it's t- the weather's turned, doesn't it? it um, I've actually got to pop back to the gym in a bit and um, just just check an order, but uh, yeah, not, I haven't got too much. And to be honest, jo- I'm, gonna, I'm gonna write myself a little to-do list. To-do list, yeah.
0: This, yeah. Jo- the highlight is on a Monday at the moment, though. It is the Michael Jordan, the last Jordan. dance. Yeah, I knew you're gonna say that. The last dance <laughs> <laughs> documentary. I cannot wait to sit down later with my wife and enjoy that. Is it good? It's amazing. But I'm, I mean, really? I'm, I'm always gonna look at it through rose-tinted glasses because I think anything that I love, I love Jordan, anything that they put out about it is just I think it's amazing. But it's incredibly inspiring, motivating. And it's entertaining. Some of the stories that that they talk about is just, it's just the, he just he's he's just fascinating. Like the fact that there's 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 stories where people were like trash talking. So there was a game where it's just an example of how good he was. But there was a game where he was on like ten points and this person was on four in the first quarter, and um, he started giving him some giving him some crap. And uh, anyway, the game finished and Michael had put. 40 scored 44 and this guy scored 12 so (laughs) he outscored him by like 40 to two in a half just because he could like he was just like right i'm gonna pick on you now and make sure that i score loads and you don't score any you just think he's just amazing i love it i've got so much time for that that level of skill and just killer killer mentality i just love it well, I will start
2: watching that. Yeah. Thanks for the recommendation. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Get
0: involved. Get involved.
2: I will. I will. I might wait till it's all all been out on Netflix so I can binge watch binge it. Binge
0: watch it. Yeah, that is yeah. tough I'm turning off after two episodes, I've got to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, but other than right. that Well
1: Can I just Claire, thank you.
0: Yeah, Claire, go, can yeah.
1: I just say before we go that next week is mental health awareness week. Um oh, and right the focus of the week is on kindness which um is obviously something that uh, we should all do to each other so um mm. yeah so just thought i'd highlight that as um yeah. something that's coming up
2: oh that's, that's lovely that's a beautiful way to finish yeah random acts of kindness are nice as well aren't they yeah they are just yeah do, just and do something so to make someone else feel it. good
1: yeah, there's so much at the minute. There's so many good stories and nice stories coming out at the minute of things that people do. So, yeah, I think it's it's a very apt time for that to happen. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, totally.
0: Is oh, there is great, just yeah. on that quickly, is there anywhere where people keep up to date with the things that are going on for that? Is there... Does, does like does the um does the Bedfordshire Wellbeing Service have like Instagram and Facebook and things like that to to be able to keep up to date with those kind of things?
1: Yeah, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and we are now on Instagram as well. We've just joined Instagram. Oh, brilliant! Um, Check so, you out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's not me. It's not me. I'm not very technology at all. Um. So, yeah, so Bedfordshire Wellbeing Service, if you search for us on those um, areas, then you should be able to find us.
0: Fantastic. Well, we'll certainly link that in all of the descriptions and, and show notes after this, so people can yeah. get involved and see all the great things going on next week. Yeah,
1: that'd be lovely. I'll send that over.
0: Yeah, yeah fantastic. Well, yeah, I think that's a lovely way to finish, as we've said, like, three, three times now. But, um, yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us today, Claire. Yeah. Thank you, no yeah. Thanks, Thank you for Claire.
1: Inviting me on. Of
0: course. Stay safe mm. and um we'll, we'll see you. Yeah, time. we'll do it all soon. Yeah. Take care. Love Take it. Care Take care everyone. everyone.